Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and this week I am, I am a, I am a detective, an officer, a detective of Rabbit, reading a book about interesting tunes. I, uh, in my continuing efforts to declutter the basement of stuff, I've been going through the books, I've been going through the comics, well not recently, the comics are on hold, <laughs> but I've been going through our books. <laughs> the comics I figure, mm, I've gone through and I've purged out the stuff I definitely am not going to read, and then yeah. I've got stuff that I think, oh, maybe I should read this one more time, and yeah. then I can purge it, so... That's where we are with the comics. But the books, I can I can start cutting easily. But I found one that I hadn't read in in a long time. And it, it's um, Who Censored Roger Rabbit? So it's the book oh. that the movie is based on. Oh, cool. Really? I did, I oh, forgot. wow. I forgot about I, that. Yeah, it's... it's I, I, I barely remember the movie, so I have no idea how close to the movie it is or how close the movie is to the book yeah i'll check out the movie after i finish the book but but it's fun yeah it's like a fun it seems pretty close to the to the movie from what i remember but again i don't really know but it's 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 fun like it's it it takes it takes the it's like, I wouldn't say it's a funny book, but it takes the the idea that cartoons are real and then it um, it just runs with it and take and plays that seriously. And well, that's then neat. minds the humor from that. So it's it's cool. Yeah, it's 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 neat. All the characters, all the tune characters um, speak in word balloons, we're told. So when they speak, little word balloons pop out of their mouths and then float through the air, and and the the humans read. Although I guess they also hear the word balloons. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> but I it's, don't it's, know. I don't know that I ever knew it was a book. That's neat. Yeah, it's cool. It's 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 a good one. It was written in like 1980, 81, like the real early 80s, and I think I probably found it in a used bookstore. Yeah. Because it's pretty beat up, but uh, yeah, it's a fun read. It's a it's a good it's a good little read if you feel like it's 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 written very much like in a in a noir style. Yeah, with, I, I forgot was, it was so. a book. I wanted to read it, but I forgot. Uh, two quick questions. Mm -hmm. One, do they actually use all the actual cartoon characters like they do in the movie, like this Mickey and Donald and Bugs actually um, in the book, or did they just allude to them? Because, like, I'm wondering how... I know the movie had a lot of issues with try, trying to get the rights, but, like, did the book yeah. have to deal with that in problem, the book, or did they kind of sidestep it? They mention... So in the book, the, the cartoon characters are... Um... So I don't know that they're making movies, although maybe they are, but they also are making comic strips. And the comic strips are are um, are the tunes acting out the scenes and then photographed 
and then the photographs are put into the into the newspaper and the photographers are the creators so charles schultz would be the photographer of snoopy and charlie brown and that sort of thing um so they mention they mention famous cartoon characters in passing like bugs bunny gets a passing reference but he's not actually in it like in the movie he's not no the main no like the you get like a you get Roger Rabbit, you get Jessica Rabbit, you get the yeah okay the that baby Huey Herman wannabe baby Herman yeah I don't remember but yeah that, that makes sense because they can they can get away with that because there are cultural things from the time so you just say yeah we mentioned Bugs Bunny he existed but we're not using Bugs Bunny so yeah you can't yeah, sue yeah. us but for the movie they got the rights okay that makes sense yeah and in the, the movie thing, you could yeah you could throw in all sorts of of little. But also, they, um, they got the rights for those things for the movies. So yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, now, did you finish the book? I'm close. I'm about two pages away from the end. Okay. Because based on something you said, and I'm not going to say it just to not spoil anything, for the, especially for the book, but I'm curious then, once you finish that and watch the movie, I have a question for you. So let me know when you're, when you're okay. done with it. <laughs> okay. I wanna, up next week. <laughs> I want to know something. There's something about it I want to know then. How, what cool. they, if they do something different or they explain it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I think he's like a page away from cracking the case, apparently. So I will finish it tonight or tomorrow. One of those <laughs> days. One of those days it'll get finished. Yes. Yeah. But it's cool. It's a fun read. I'm enjoying it. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Very cool. Well, folks, I am Paul French and I am uh, today the. Uh, um, well, the director and lead assembler of Hammock. Oh, oh. Having a major moment of chilling and kicking it. And uh, <laughs> yesterday, I, uh, you know, it was time for the first mowing of the lawn. And, um, and it needed it. It was, uh, it was a jungle out there, folks. Um, but, um, now it has the carefully uh, manicured look of uh, of a Wimbledon uh, uh, court or <laughs> something thereabouts, and more importantly, now has the uh, the hammock stand assembled and um, lovely. Yes, so much reading to be done, and that's where a lot of it will be. Wonderful! Mm-hmm. Hammocks are the best invention oh, ever. Definitely. It is a yep. perfect place to read, and we've even got the little springy thing that gets put in the ground next to it so you can put your drink there. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a spill-free zone. <laughs> nice. That sounds good. Now, is it just the one hammock? Yes. So is there fights over who gets it? Um, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> the trick, though, is to make sure that the kids haven't been um, swinging on it because uh, they have been known to, um, you know, basically loosen the, uh, the the ropes that we have tied around it. And that's not good. Cause that's oh, yeah. What, that's when some of us end up, you know, hang a little low. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, exactly. could be a problem. 
exactly. But no, all good, all good. And we have the uh, the backyard sorted. They have like a little treehouse that we built that they can sit in. So there we go. Everyone has something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. Exactly. And how about you, sir? Oh, I'm Al, and this week I was an agent of Mardi Gras. Marching around, rapidly devouring international goodies. Requesting additional servings! (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome! (laughs) We hit up Universal Orlando yesterday for the day, because they were finishing up their Mardi Gras uh, celebration that they do. They extended it until the end of May, because it was pretty popular. And they have a bunch of stands around with... um, Instead of just doing straight up Mardi Gras like New Orleans, they do all they have stands for like all the different countries that have some kind of pre-lentil, I guess, celebration or you know debauchery. So yeah. there are stands for even like Italy and Germany and of course a whole bunch of still the Caribbean countries as well and South America. Yeah. So they had food and stuff to get from all and drinks from all different types of countries to get. So we had like a shrimp boil from New Orleans and oh, nice. arepas from Brazil and from Puerto Rico, Casillos. I forget, the, I forget the name now, but oh, is this pastry that has like guava and cheese. Oh, oh interesting. It was so good. Uh, oh, I take a picture. Nope. King cake milk punch. <laughs> that was... But yeah, so we had that and there's like muffalados and we had this like, you know. And this twisted, you know, this deep fried potato of Andouille sausage, and we just ate all day. It was great. We were just eating stuff all day from different countries. It was wonderful. Excellent. We didn't need to eat anything else for that. Anything else, just that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. And you walked it all off, like going from country to country to country. Oh, we walked all right. <laughs> <laughs> After standing online when we got there like at 10 something and finally got in 11. We did. We were walking around till about. Uh, we left at like quarter to eight. So nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that brings us to. I think last week we said we were looking at the first issue without Grant, but we're taking a detour. We're taking a detour because we can't quite say That's goodbye right. to Alan Grant yet. No, we can't quit him. We can't quit him. That's right. So we're going to look at the next Lobo miniseries, which kind of sort of fits into where we are at time-wise-ish. Yeah, came out around this time. Yeah, May of 92. Yep. And plus, you know, we're doing a rebound with Keith Giffen. Totally. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yep. It's old home week here. So we're looking at Lobo's Back, the second miniseries. Yes. It is strongly suggested for mature readers. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I love that. Bite me, fanboy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I used to have that pin, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the bite me, fanboy pin. That's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. And it, of course, is a Simon Bisley cover, of course. Uh-huh. It's, he does the, all, the cover, all the work for Lobo, and this is pretty much like a painted cover. Yeah. And damn, like all that. You can see all the hairs in his arm. Kind yeah. Weird. Yeah. He's a hairy guy. Yeah, Bisley's got an interesting uh, painted style. It's it's you know because we're we're used to the the less detailed notes of his uh, uh, pencil and ink art. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then you get this. Um, and it's interesting because his, you know, the the detail in his in his you know pencil and ink uh, art is a lot less than what you see in his painted work. Yeah. You know, the 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 panels are still pretty busy, but it's um, his figure work is 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 less detailed, and uh, that is certainly not the case here. Yeah, it makes you wonder what would happen if, like, Alex Ross worked like this, where he actually drew the insides but did his paint work for the cover. Uh, yeah. Like, I wonder what I that think, would look like. I mean, has I he think, ever done that? Yeah, I think so. I think there was, like, a run in Justice Society or JSA. I can't remember what it was called at the time. Around the time that Gog was coming back. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was doing some interior art in oh, sort of a traditional comic booky style. I'll have to go back and look at that. Is that when like the uh, the Superman from Kingdom Come had joined? I think so. Like it was towards the end of Jeff Johns's run. I think. If it was when he was on there, when that Superman was on there, then it was after Infinite Crisis when the JSA title ended, and it was Justice Society of America. That's right. Yes, that that's definitely where where that, uh, that yeah. sort of Kingdom Come sequel happened. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, oh yeah, it does. It's the series that that was part of the Lightning Saga. Correct. Where they brought in the Retro Brute Legion. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but further down the. Yeah, that was like issues like eighteen or something. Yeah. It ran for a while. Like, it was a long arc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Johns was still writing then, right? So, <laughs> so of course so. it was a long arc. <laughs> yeah, it's probably around the... I think it's like a little before they, they did the spin-off, the JSDA All-Stars. That's right, yeah. Yes. But I'm pretty sure he did some, some interior work that was go- not painty. I'll have to go back and check that out because I yeah. can't really remember any time when he did work that wasn't, you know, painted stuff. Yeah, I. Yeah, I have a, a some sort of recollection that he did that because I remember thinking that I preferred his pencil work to his painted work, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Anyway, there so, we go. Anyway, so go into the inside, flip open the cover, and on the inside front cover, we got one of Lobo's penguin buddies, who has Which a little tattoo met, on his flipper. Yeah, yeah in, the last series. in the in the Christmas one, right? Oh yeah, that's right. It was the Christmas one. They showed up. Yeah. Yeah, and he has a little tattoo on his flipper. It says "Created by Keith Giffen and Roger Slifer," and it's Lobo's back, part one, the final frag down. And the penguin tells us it's brought brung to you by Keith Fragon, plot breakdowns, Frag Grant dialogue, Simon Fragley, pencils and inks, Laverne Fragis, Fragitsky, colors, Todd Fraglin, letters, Bad Dan Fragler, editor. You got a problem with that? <laughs> and we also have a uh, chapter breakdown. So Lobo's back, front cover number one, title page and Big Killer Penguin, inside front cover one. Fun and Games of the Main Man, parts one to four. So we got the first, we had additional inside covers. Yes. Giving us, uh, well, well, I guess we'll give the names of those when we get to them. 
And then we got our, you know, opening, page one, of course, the setup on page four, the villains on page eight, the reunions on page nine, the vehicle on 11, the dive on page 13, featuring the crew, the splash page is on 19, the ultraviolence is on 20. The splash page, of course, comes after the dive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the ultraviolence is on page 24, and then special text feature introducing the lobometer. And a new contest on page 25. And the solution to the fragment puzzle is on page 26. Oh, wow. So we know what's happening. This is great. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. first page, So the first inside cover is called Making Shadow Pictures the Lobo Way. And, <laughs> and Lobo and the dog are showing how you could arrange your thumb and a few of your fingers in a way to make it look like Lobo stabbing people. Oh. <laughs> I Shadow like puppets. It. It's great. Oh, yeah, I see. His thumb is the head. That makes sense. Yeah. And the next inside cover is Lobo's totally mental word puzzle. (laughs) Hidden in the grid are 63 words pertaining to everyone's favorite psychotic bore. They can be written forward or backwards, up, down, or even diagonally. And among them are Lobo's homeworld, Lobo's alias, three of the folks Lobo likes least, description of Lobo's sense of humor, the supergroup he's stuck in, Two words summing him up. Three weapons he likes almost as much as the hook. One of which is spelled wrong and should be garot, but it isn't. <laughs> Three things he does with these weapons. Six of his favorite expletives. Lobo's most sensitive body part. Ooh, little sensitive. Yeah. 17 things Lobo likes. Six things Lobo violently dislikes. Five things Lobo would do if he knew what they meant. <sighs> Hint, one of them is traducication, which does not appear in most dictionaries, but in which Alan Grant insists is a word. (laughs) Twelve things Lobo likes to do to other people, and what Lobo's enemies usually become. So we'll find the answer to those at the end. Along the top row, we've got defenestration. So that's definitely one of the five things, or the twelve things he likes to do to other people. Yeah, (laughs) I would say so. And then the next inside cover is How to Fish the Lobo Way. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just a big hook with a lot of guts on it. I guess he likes the big fishies. Yes. (laughs) Not not his fishies, obviously. No. And then Connect the Dots featuring Lobo and Friend is our final cover. Sorry, I just need to point out. So it, it says, of course, on the first one about strongly suggested for mature readers. The Shadow okay. Puppet one, vehemently uh, suggested for mature readers. And uh, <laughs> the, the final one says, so put it back, kid. <laughs> yeah, this is not for you, little one. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what this dot-to-dot puzzle... Uh... <laughs> yes. It's something off his wrist, but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks round with one thing sticking out of it. Hmm. Starting with number one, draw a line from dot to dot in sequence to unravel the main man's secret message. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Christmas story. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Drink Oval Team. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Page one. We're on the opening. And Lobo's walking around going, You call this a paycheck? Hell, this pittance won't keep me in booze and babes for murder in a week. Ten days, tops. And Lobo and his gang are walking to the auto cash. 
where it reminds you only two transactions per customer. Only two. That is important. Uh-huh. All the time I wasted with Vril Docs and Legion, it's really loused up my cash flow. Daddy, big bucks I ate. And after waiting probably about 30 seconds, he smashes through the wall and grabs the guy inside. Hey, Dweeb, what you doing in there? Making love to it? I can't wait all fragging day. Pulls him out through the wall. Think I'm talking to myself here, you little weasel? You see that sign? You see what it says? Two fragging transactions. Two, get it? And to illustrate his point, he you know, gently smashes the guy's head through the signs. <laughs> Don't give me that bubble. I counted. You kept me waiting while you completed three. To be fair, I do get annoyed with people with like 20 things in 10 hours. What the hell was that? It's the commercial. <laughs> My comic reader gives me commercials every so often. <laughs> because I am cheap. There you go. I thought I had the volume turned off, but you know, for commercials, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. They still, well, I wonder if I put it on mute. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was almost the guy screaming as Lobo pulled up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Sound effects. Nothing but no production over value, the value for you here, folks. <laughs> that this is, is correct. Like that. <laughs> All right, back to this regularly scheduled Podcast. comic reading. <laughs> Lobo is still talking to his new friend. Look, Gimpy, I don't blame you. Schools today being what they are and all. Tell you what, I'll give you a little tutoring. But, but, it's okay. No charge. So he rips off one arm. One. Rips off the other one. Plus one equals two. Have a nice day now, you hear? Mommy! As he runs around with no arms. No consideration, <laughs> some folks. Right, now let's see what we got here. So he enters his password. Mame. <laughs> account name, Lobo. Account balance, 323 creds. Need a mortgage? Financial advice? Tough. We're closed. Sheesh, that'll never do. I see more cash tucked into a snake dancer's jockstrap. Oh and now it's time for the setup. And we are going into Ramonda's Bill Bond and Unisex Salon. Remember, kids, it's all about diversifying if you want to keep your business going. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> all about you got to be flexible. So he says to me, what did you say? You heard, I says. Well, he did, didn't he? So then he says, if it's money, honey, well, so I says. And that's Madge, and they're getting her done. And Ramonda's like, hold that thought, Madge. I got an incoming call. Ramonda's bail bond in unisex salon. What's your beef? Legion here, ma'am. We think we found something that might think we think might belong to you. Oh, where's here exactly? Dooley Seven, ma'am. You know, a fine world to visit, as they say. We found a paycheck with your organization's name on the body. Body? On Dooley Seven? Yes, ma'am. Name of Chunderhead Cray. And we see a couple of Legion soldiers that are talking to her, and they're standing over what well, looks like uh, several bodies, based on the parts I can <laughs> see, because there's definitely two heads. And multiple arms. Yep. Yep. And a, a jaw and a couple eyes. Although he's an alien, so for all we know, maybe he does have all those. Can't say. <laughs> and there's a yeah. little card attached to the body. It says, Frag you. 
Yeah. Just give me a second here. Ah, yes, he's one of mine, all right. Damn, that's the fifth tracer I lost it that month to this client. Afraid that's not our problem, ma'am. What do you want done with the body? <sighs> Ship it back here, I suppose. I'll tend to all the details. On its way, ma'am. Blast, good help is so hard to find these days. Ain't that the truth? Anyway, so I says to him. <laughs> and now, <clears throat> that afternoon, we see Lobo and his dog are hanging out in a bar. Broke already. Feels giz. I must have miscalculated somewhere along the line. And me without so much as a buzz on. I've had more, I'd have had more fun with an unnecessary surgical operation. This situation has reached the critical point a lot faster than... Well, well, well. When you see somebody walking in... Who looks kind of like a troll with a lot of knives attached to him. Yo, Gherkin, how's it, big boy? Lobo, my main man. Hey, you're looking mean, Gherk. It's the teeth, man. New implants. Give me that jungle look, huh? Spooky. So tell me, you still want it for the defenestrations on Dog's World? Wasn't me, man. I only threw some geeks out a window. Done another dozen since then. Getting a real big price in my head. Is that so? That was the wrong thing to say as he goes flying out the window. <laughs> Nothing personal you're saying, Garrick, but times is tough. Ain't no room for sentiment in business. Lobo climbs out after him and picks him up. There's got to be a bounty unit around here someplace. Maybe get a special deal on the dental implants, too. <laughs> I love the aliens on this page. Like, some are so detailed and... Yeah. And there's like guy. There's the one the in back. the background that looks like a, <laughs> a kindergarten drawing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But yeah, like you got like the elephant-looking, pe- anteater-looking people in front. They look so. And looks at uh, the anteater guy. Look at the bright by his butt. There's oh, another yeah. face there. Looks again like a there's kindergarten. Another like, kindy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, Bisley's having fun with this. Yeah. Because this Lobo is, like, crawling out the window. You can see on the right, you see a couple of the little, like, sketches of people, like, kind of peeking out the side. Like, what's going on over there? They make uh-huh, me think of uh-huh. those um, those uh, things that, that uh, uh, Sergio Aragonas used to throw in the uh, um, in the, yeah. the marginal marginal madness or whatever that he used yeah. to throw yeah. in Mad Magazine. Yeah, like little extra doodles just for the fun of it. Exactly. So Lobo and his dog are walking off together with, you know, Gherkin on the back. And now, folks, we're on page eight, which you know what that means. It's time for the villain. Yes. Go to Dooley 7, a fine place to visit. Lou, it's not like I got anything against you or your brother, but this can't go on. You're bringing down all kinds of heat. Twelve dead bounty hunters. Jeez. And this is a red face, getting redder face got little guy talking. <laughs> really, Lou, I got my own neck to consider. I got stakes in a dozen different rackets. I just can't risk this kind of attention. You, you're going to have to move on. Uh, no hard feelings. And then we see uh, who obviously <laughs> Lou is, which is a super muscular guy. He is definitely hitting the roids. No shirt, <laughs> lots of bandoliers and pouches all galore, and guns and knives and boots with extra spikes, it looks like, on the bottom. And he's walking past the guy who is now headless, punting his head around, going, not a one, Trump, not a one. <laughs> all right, so that was our villain. So page nine, we're in the reunion. 
So we're back at Ramonda's Bail Bond and Unisex Salon. Almost dropped a log when you waltzed in. It's been simply ages. Thought you was dead. Word was I hug ya after that rumpus with the cones. Me? Hung? Ha! When hell freezes over. I just found it more convenient to have certain parties believe I was dead. And so it's Lobo, Lobo's there, and he also brought the gorilla with him. I hear you. How you been, Ramona? Oh, not too... All of a sudden, I have my head down. Oh, wait. Was that the name of the book? Ramona? Yeah. I wonder if this is Ramona, yep. like the books by uh, Beverly Cleary, all grown up. Uh. <laughs> Ramona Quimby. Yeah, Ramona the Pest. Yes. <laughs> totally. I could see Ramona having various interests. She's like, you know, I want to do hair, and I also want to work in bounty hunting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's logical. That works. Oh, not too bad. Got me a nice little setup here. Ah, Gherkin. My, my. Looks like you hit the jackpot. And what have you been up to? Nothing major. Can't go back to fragging for bucks owned to a deal I cut with Legion. And there's a severe shortage of opening for a guy with my special talent. Hmm. It must be fate. I have an opening. Skip Tracer. Me? Work for you? Why not? Pays good, there's fringe benefits, plus you set your own hours. Could you help me get them in the back? Wouldn't have to do no hair stuff? Heavens, no, that's professional work. <laughs> well, what do you say? What happened to your regular guy? Quit, fired, run off with one of your clients? He had an unfortunate accident on Dewey 7. Actually, that would be your first run. So, are we in business? Or don't you need the 10,000 bonus? Bonus, huh? And I'm also liking here on the panels as we keep going out, we keep seeing more of Lois' entourage. We got the dog and the gorillas here and the penguins. He's got his own Legion of Super Pets, basically. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and so now this is the dive with Lobo Al has a car instead of just using his bike, which makes sense because the gorilla's riding with him. And the penguins are flying by. Got old Ramona, quite the little spitfire in her day. Still not too rough in the eye either. Leastways, not if you squint a little. Maybe when I get back, I'll give her a bonus. You can't keep a good name man <laughs> down. Ha <laughs> ha. And all the, like I said, all the penguins are flying and they're reminding each other close formation, you killer penguins. Get ready for some serious fragging. Yeah, and back to Ramona's. She's on the phone. Yes, Lobo of all people. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. I know. Yes, the Dually 7 skip. Well, if anyone can do it, Miriam. Oh, we go way back. Way back. What? Me? With Lobo? Heavens, no. I've always had a reputation to consider. And at this point, the Legion guys arrive with the body from earlier. Where'd you want him, ma'am? Just a jiffy, Miriam. In the back, please. And there's a little surprise for you boys back there. Help yourself with some styling gel. Miriam? Oh, just the place with Chunderhead's brought. Yeah. Chunderhead's body. That was fun to say. Yeah. I know, I know. I go through them like tissues. Yes, he's going straight down in the breakdown tank. Well, I've no choice. It's the overhead. And of course, the corpses make such a lovely styling gel. <laughs> New soiling green styling gels. <laughs> and now we're back we're back on Dooley 7 and we're at the Plonk and Puke Inn and Lobo's walking in yo Archie get the cork out of your butt my man give me booze Poogee Poogee it's not, it's not Lobo 
who are they hanging, Big Yin? And so Lil was at the, well, I guess the Julie 7 version of the most Isley, Isley Cantina. We got, yeah. <laughs> kind of what looks like a Predator. Yes. <laughs> it actually looks like a Predator if a Predator and Alien um, really liked each other a lot. Yeah. Because look at that mm-hmm. head. kind of looks a little elongated. <laughs> and they got a dead guy up front laying on the bar there for a couple of knives in his back and a bunch of other aliens running around being weird. No offense, pal, but this is a free zone, remember? Nay bounty hunt collecting, cl- nay bounty collecting allowed. Give me a break. I just want a drink. Maybe a little info. You hunting? Yeah, Skip calls himself Lou. Know him? Hop him a bob. Uh, no, no, never hurt him, pal. <laughs> Meanwhile, our predator alien hybrid is putting his arms around Lobo. Lou, you're going after Lou, man? <laughs> He'll chew you up and spit you out. Lobo then gets breaks all of his fingers, walks away. <laughs> I can't stand that fragging, touchy-feely crap. And then he hears some little voices looking for Lou. This is my favorite part <laughs> of you. the book. Maybe he'll help us, too. Yeah, you guys know something? Yes, we certainly do. I swear that it's true. See, we're bounty hunters, too. And they kind of look like little blue versions of... Uh, Little blue, two-eyed versions of the the aliens from uh, was it Toy Story? Yes, <laughs> totally. Uh, yes, yeah. So imagine a whole bunch of them, but blue with two eyes. All right, good. So Lobo's talking to them as they're all drinking. Little guys like you, bounty hunters, you're kidding me, right? Grab a seat, have a brew. There's so much we can tell you, especially about Lou. Now bounties in our time, we've collected a few, but no one's in his right mind goes after Lou. He's one tough fragger, but so are you. We hear you're the best. We hope that it's true. But 12 men have tried, and 12 men he slew. Another brew? Thanks. This round's on you. Now every day, Lou, can be found someplace new. But favorite places, well, he has once or two. And as they're talking, Lobo is realizing how much he hates this. For 50%, we'll give you a clue, so you can kill Lou. And we'll profit, too. How's that sound to you? Ah! Makes me want to spew! <laughs> and then Lobo grabs and starts smashing and squishing them. Just give me the info. You bobs are through. No 50, no info. We'll find someone who... <laughs> will agree to our terms. Not a cheapskate like you. Oh, yeah? I'll pound you into goo. <laughs> Incredible. They got him doing it, too. And you. Oh, no. He's killed <laughs> Stu. No, that was Sue. Look out, Drew. <laughs> okay, I'll talk. This will kill me too. And while everyone else is enjoying the rhyming, we have our mysterious shadowy guy with a cigarette and black sunglasses. Sneak it out the back and go into a phone. Lou, I got big news for you. <laughs> and now back into Lobo's hotel room. Look, I said I was on it. I'm a skip tracer, not a fragment position. I'll find the creep, don't worry. In fact, I got a couple leads already. I'll be checking them later. And it looks like they have a hammock, too, there. Is that Or is that a bed? I can't tell. And everyone's sleeping uh, in the room with their assorted demon comics and cigars and many, many cans of beer and sex dolls. So They're all sleeping together. It's kind of cozy. Totally. This guy, oh, it was just a big softie. 
as long as you like killing. <laughs> this clown's got everyone shaking their boots. What do you mean, me? Nah, I love a challenge. But meanwhile, the dog's there also goes, Gotta run, Ramona. Yo, mutt, you got a problem. And then all of a sudden, the big thing explodes. Fragaboom! And we hear best defense is always good offense. And we see Lou from the front, and it looks like he has some kind of mask on. It's a, it was a green mask with three green, I guess, lighter green lines over the mouth. So long, Lobo. I always figured that rep of yours was way overblown. Hey, brother mine, we're the new main men now. When word gets out around this, every hard case in the galaxy is going to be lining up to pay homage. Not to mention big cash tributes. And then all of a sudden we see a boot come through the wall with a boot. Huh? And here we go. This splash page. And oh, Lobo's yeah. Out. Oh, what a rush. I just love guys that try to frag me. You're my kind of guy, Lou. Almost makes me feel sorry for the brutality and carnage is about to go down. Almost. So both these guys are about to stand off against each other. Extra muscle to extra muscle. Big, big gun to big, <laughs> big gun. Bear chest to bear chest. <laughs> and it's time for the ultraviolence. You ain't taking me in alive, Lobo. Blaz! But Lobo shoots back with a frag. Whatever it makes you think I intended to. To the death, then. Hope you got your tombstone picked out, you low-down butterbrain bastitch. As they're shooting each other with bullets flying all over and bullets hitting them every which way. You can't beat me, man. I'm totally mental. As Lou stands there in a pile now of bullets. Of, or spent bullets. <laughs> die, die, die. Blow out your breath. Blow out your armpit coughing breath. Ain't nobody's mental as the main man. As Lobo shoots back and we have holes in all of them with blood shooting everywhere. <laughs> and we get to that last page. And they're both pointing their guns at each other, and we can see to the point that the bullets are now on top of each other inside their heads, even. They can't, the bullets can't even penetrate because they're hitting the other bullets that went in there yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> they said ultraviolence. They meant it. And yep, they were not exaggerating. And with a click, they realize they're both out of ammo, because it's all in each other's bodies. Out of ammo, huh? Who needs it? They pull out their knives. Let's see if you live up to it. The master machete tag, wolf boy. Oh, man, what a roll. This is the start of a bloodbath of epidemic proportion. Got me so riled. When I finish a few, I'm going to slaughter this whole fragged planet. And they start slicing at each other and cutting each other up. Still still standing, huh, tough guy? You can't beat me, Lobo. Is that a fact? Come on, why delay the infragging inevitable? And Lobo, Lobo is missing. Lobo didn't have his back jaw now. It's just bullets instead of teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Lou says, "Yeah, I guess you're right. Take him out, brother feces. Feces. Who in the name of here? Blast. Fetal skiss. You, you got me. You dirty rat." <laughs> <laughs> and Lobo's top of head basically was shot off. Uh, was shot right in the middle, and his legs are still standing, but his uh. Torso and head are now on the ground. No longer connected. He has been separated from his body. Oh, yeah. And here we come to the surprise ending. As we see sticking out of a, a pouch, the side, somewhere inside of Lou's body, apparently was his brother. 
something like uh, what's his name from uh, Total Recall. Yeah. Klaatu, right? Was that his I name? Don't recall. Klaatu. Mm. We did it, big brother. We did it. We killed the main man. We're the toughest, meanest, orniest sons of bastards in the whole fragging universe. And I defy anyone to say we ate. Next issue, Angels of Dirty Faces. So, I mean, I'm not yes. sure where he's coming out of, but since he's called Brother Feces, I'm not sure if we want to know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And now we get to the, uh, let's see, what's next? The special text feature, the Big Lobo Contest. Hey, I have an idea. What if Lobo were under development by a major motion picture studio? And what if the producers hadn't yet decided who's going to play the main man? And what if there was some law somewhere that said if a, a loyal Lobo fan had to play the part or the whole deal was off? And what if those crazy guys at DC Comics ran a contest in the letter page to determine who would win the role? And what if the only thing that mattered wasn't if a fan could act or not, but if he just really looked like Lobo? Well, then this would be your big chance, wouldn't it? Because that's what's happening. We're really having a contest. We want to see who looks the most like Lobo. We want those of you who look like the last Zarnian himself to send in photos of yourselves. Naturally, winning this contest has nothing to do with movies. And even if you could talk in outer space and had a big veiny arms, you probably wouldn't get the job. Producers have to be pretty desperate to want to work with Lobo fans. But we're really having a contest. Whoever sends in the photo of himself that bears the closest resemblance to the main man will win some seriously valuable stuff. Like Simon Bisley art, or original Keith Giffen plots, or original Alan Grant scripts. Runners-up will get the notorious Lobo slipcase set, and a few Lobo trade paperbacks will be given out to the discretion of the judges. Please bear in mind, though, that it's tough to get in touch with prize winners if they forget to include their addresses. So just write it on the back of the photo, okay? So, they had a contest. Hmm. And you know there what? Go. If you think you look like Lobo, if you want to be, and you want a chance to win nothing... Send us your photo. I want yeah. to see that. I will personally supply all the nothing that you will win. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> no radioact- radioactive entries will be considered. So no. something to <laughs> If you send in the only entry, you're a shoo-in for the grand prize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. All photographs become the property of DC Comics Inc. will not be returned unless they are radioactive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now we get to the lobometer, which it actually tells us is pronounced lobometer. Exactly. So we go from groovy to grievous. So we start with big butt stump and boots, viscera, fishies, <laughs> sharp hooks, industrial strength chain, icon bashing, the nasty. Bounty hunting, explosions, Bisley by thunder, gristle, <laughs> backgrounds, truncidation, truncidation, damn you, Alan Grant, yes. non sequitur, <laughs> new costumes, the classic clown, so we're getting lower, lower, two wheelers, shaving, real problems, I agree with that, those suck, force field belts, <laughs> writer art slash artists, continuity, tongue film, Sliced bread, reptolobometers, doing lunch. Ooh, that sounds not fun. Guys who just don't shut up. Hey, I feel cold out. Yeah. <laughs> Cross hatching, air fresheners, yeah. the cucumber trick, and we get to the very bottom of the barrel here. Shopping, the theater, 
reasoned arguments, unauthorized biographies, and coolometers. Nice. <laughs> True sedation is the act of killing, slaughter, or massacre. Well, well, well. So that's why it's in the top half. <laughs> and it is a word. Wow. And in case anyone needs it, there is the uh, solution to the word puzzle on the back. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do it, huh? You just couldn't figure out what the hell words to look for, much less what they were, where they were. Well, here are the words. And if you still can't find them, well, look at the answer chart down below. But if you ask me, that's pretty fragging weak. Well, that is awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of them in there, but let's see. Let's do a few of them. Three of the folks Lobel likes least are, of course, Real Docs, Garen Beck, and the Iceman. Yes. Oh. Of course. It says Garen Beck. I was reading it backwards going, Gary. Gary. I, I don't. But, of course, it's Garen Beck. Mm-hmm. And the three weapons he likes almost as much as the hook are guns, garrote, and machete. <laughs> oh, his most sensitive part, body part is his nose. Oh, my. Huh. And what was that? Oh, six things Lobo violently dislikes. Geeks, dweebs, feebs, wimps, bozos, and the demon. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. That's right. And what does he usually what, what his enemies usually become? The final answer? Corpses. Corpses. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's they fun. really went they, they really went all out. fun things. Yeah. Totally. They went all out oh, God, on this yeah. first issue for sure. It's great. Yeah. I mean, additional covers, you know, the puzzles. Get that thing. I gotta start I gotta my pen out and start drawing that thing. The 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 uh follow the numbers see that See what that picture is. See what that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, this is definitely, I mean, especially here. I mean, I don't, we'll see how it goes in the future, but we could definitely see here. This is more, even more so than the first one, I think. Giffen's, like, making fun of that, like, this type of style of character. Because, I mean, this is... This is beyond cartoon violence. I mean, the, the bullets are flying in them, and they're just, like, having, like, bullet on top of bullet on top of bullet inside their heads. Yeah. As yeah. they're still just standing there saying tough guy things. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, if you didn't get what Keith Giffen was doing, you're either oblivious or, like, 15 years old. Uh, well, there's that. <laughs> there's that, yeah. Or, in my case, we're an oblivious teenager. You know, yeah, well, that's right. How's a combo of the two? There you have it. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that one as much as I enjoyed the first series. Exactly. And we got yeah. three more issues of it. So, Coolio. Hooray. Woo-hoo. That is awesome. So, folks, what did you think of, uh, of this Lobo issue? And also, as I said, send your pictures. No, not only only non-radioactive pictures. Yes. Yeah. And um, I mean, your pictures of you as Lobo, not. Get your minds out of the gutter. Uh, and, <laughs> what kind of show do you think uh, this is? Behave. Yeah, yeah. You can send those to us at uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can also um, put, post them to the Facebook group. Uh, which is uh, found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. 
You can also, um, you know, you can do all sorts of things, but you could also post them into the, uh, the comments on this uh, very episode on Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com. So there you go. So many ways to interact. Yeah, exactly. All righty. Exactly. Well, that is it for this week, my friends. We will see you all. L A T E R. C Y A. N Y O B Z O O O. Exactly what he said. <laughs> Z O O O. Google Translate says the word. Uh-huh.